Good morning, my beautiful friends and followers. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the Empowerment Guy podcast, and I am your host, Riley Kelso. Thank you so much for joining me for the second episode. I really loved uh, coming up with the concept for this podcast, and I'm just really excited to have time and space in your ear holes. Um, I was very sleepy in the first episode, listening back. So today I have a bit more energy and it's a Monday, it's a start to another wonderful week and let's get into it. Today I wanted to share a little bit about my life story because I think that it builds connection if you get to know that the person you're listening to, right? Um, it really helps me when I listen to podcasts if I kind of get to know the people that I'm listening to and really this podcast is all about connection and communication so a little bit about me let's go um I believe that life is not about what happens to us but it's what we make it mean and what we choose to do about it so if I can help one person feel related to and offer a different perspective through personal experience that's really all that I could ask for so who am I um I was born Bridie Alicia Kelso, and I was born biologically female. Um, and let me just say that was that was um that was an interesting time. I had a really lovely childhood. I was in a family with my mum and dad, so it was kind of just us three. I do have three other siblings, but they were from my mum's first marriage. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like this little trio. We like to call each other the three musketeers. Um, my childhood was really fun. Um, it was full of fantasy and exploration, family, learning, knowledge. It was just like an all-round good childhood which I'm super super grateful for I know a lot of people don't have experiences like that in childhood and mine was really amazing um but you know as time went on and I I started integrating into school I I really struggled I I loved being at home I loved being with my family I loved being in my own space I had a, I have and had a very vivid imagination. I was always kind of involved in role playing and, you know, would always be acting out like pretending I was a pirate or running around outside. I had a lot of energy um, and I loved learning, like everything interested me. So I was just kind of, I'm not going to say detached from reality, but I just guess I just was always in my head and in my emotions and really embodying life that way. Um, I didn't really understand uh, social interaction so much. Like as I went into school, I really liked the learning aspect of school, but socially I just, I really felt a bit of a disconnect. I felt pretty isolated from very early on. I felt like I didn't fit in. Um, I kind of viewed the world as I felt like a bit of an alien, to be honest, and um, I would think differently, and you know that just created a lot of problems. Like, like with most kids who are different and they don't fit in or they don't really enjoy what other kids are doing, I got teased and bullied a lot, and um, 
that really impacted my sense of self and self-esteem that I had cultivated uh, through growing up at home. So when I was at home, I felt safe and secure and loved. But then I went to school and I was kind of in this situation where I just felt weird and different and kind of like not of this world. And I didn't really understand this because I grew up being taught that if you're nice to other people, they'll be nice back to you. So then I go to school and be myself and just be authentic like my parents taught me to. And that would create problems. So I very quickly learnt um, that the way I was in the world was wrong, inverted commas, compared to other kids. Um, I was quite intense. I was very, I'd get very attached to one friend and then not understand why they weren't feeling as intense back to me. So I'd just get like really hyper-focused on one friend, like they're my best friend. Um, I had a lot of attachment issues, um, had a lot of abandonment issues as well, just in terms of, I was a highly sensitive kid and, um, teasing really hurt, you know, it really hurt. I didn't understand. I was just trying to be my best self. And for some reason that never came across right, or I was always too weird or too different or just not like the other kids, you know, like I, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, school was a pretty hard time socially, trying to fit in with other people, but I did like learning. Um, so um, primary school was pretty good up until about year seven. So I didn't really ever think about things like my gender or uh, I kind of, like I didn't really understand gender as a, as a construct. I was just myself as a person. I knew that I kind of felt different to other girls because I knew when growing up I knew when I was about six or seven that I liked girls um, more than boys I liked hanging around boys and I liked playing sport with them and I I kind of related to boys more um, I liked their outlook on life more I found girls a little bit too clicky and uh, like gossipy and things like that and I, I didn't really like that I just kind of wanted to be playing sports and having fun and and then I got confused because I started finding girls attractive so that created a lot of problems for me um, feeling again isolated different why didn't the other girls around me also like girls you know so there was a bit of disconnect there um, and I guess a lot of my problems really happened in the time uh, transitioning from primary school to high school. I found change very different. I always found change very different. I was quite an anxious child in social situations, going for sleepovers, things like that. Any kind of new situation would give me high anxiety and I was very afraid. Um, and I'd also developed a lot of fear from being teased and being bullied. So I kind of learned that if I was myself, that was bad and I should be afraid because it was wrong. Um, and then I had to go to high school, obviously, when I was about uh, 12, 13. And I had a really hard time fitting in. I went to an all-girls school, all-girls Catholic school, from year 8 to year 10. And this was around the time that puberty started happening. Um, and that was just 
a steep decline from then. (laughs) For some reason, I had the thought that you could choose what puberty you had. I don't know where this idea came from, but I thought that you could choose. So I thought naturally that for me, I would start to grow facial hair and I would kind of see the changes that all boys were having. But instead, you know, I obviously started having a period and my chest started developing and this is when a lot of my body image issues started at that age and I started to have a massive disconnect between myself and what I saw in the mirror because what was happening to my body was not what I thought was going to happen so I felt really gross and wrong and I started being very negative towards myself about my body I started hating myself I started having very intense um like depressive episodes and just what I saw in the mirror was not who I was inside. So puberty was a big thing that really started messing me up a lot uh, with my emotions and thoughts. I I already had very overwhelming emotions my whole life. Um, Everything was very intense. When it was very good, things were amazing and incredible and wonderful. But when things were bad, they were really, really bad. And I felt really alone and just... I didn't know how to deal with this and I also didn't know how to talk about this with anybody. My parents were super supportive of me, they always wanted me to have a good life but I had no idea how to verbalise the kind of pain I was in emotionally and mentally. I also didn't really tell them about the bullying that I was experiencing at school which had continued from my childhood uh, through into high school because I kind of just didn't want to disappoint them, you know, I thought if I went to school and got good grades and, you know, then then that meant that I was a good person and I didn't really have the knowledge or wherewithal to share what was going on inside. So I started to internalise a lot of my fear and isolation and loneliness and coming to teenage years, it was a very hard time. Um... I started isolating myself. I started having a communication breakdown with my family and, um, yeah, just internalising all those processes, like I said. I started to act out a lot. I started getting very angry. I started lashing out at my parents. I started, like, having very violent, angry episodes where I would shout and scream and smash things and just feel really, really out of control. And I just had this rage inside me that I really didn't know how to control. And then, you know, going along, my my body was developing. I was in a Catholic religious school where obviously same-sex relationships and things weren't, weren't accepted. Being gay wasn't accepted. So I felt a massive disconnect in myself, feeling like I was wrong, because I, by this time, I knew that I liked girls and um, I just felt a lot of shame and fear around that. Uh, And someone from my primary school started a rumour that I was a lesbian um, at this all-girls school, so you can imagine (laughs) what kind of repercussions that had. Um, A lot more teasing, a lot more isolating from, from my peers, and I myself didn't really know what a lesbian was at the time I just kind of I knew that I felt what I felt and I didn't know why I liked girls 
and um, it was just a whole lot of shame and fear and pain, you know, a lot of crying, a lot of just not wanting to be at school ever. Um, I started acting out a lot and not going to classes. I would spend a lot of time in the counsellor's office. I would just become severely depressed and severely unmotivated. My grades started dropping at school and I kind of just wanted to be anywhere other than at school. Um, I also, around this time, I started to... I started to have sexual, uh, like, interactions with, with boys. I think I was around 12 when this started. But I thought that's just what everyone was doing, you know? And also, I was doing it to kind of try and convince myself that I didn't like girls. So from about 12, I started just mucking around with my boyfriends and I I really always wanted to have a boyfriend to prove to other people that I I wasn't gay. Even though I knew that I was, I just wanted to fit in with other people. So even though I was at this all-girls school and I had a boyfriend, they were still teasing me and making me feel shame about who I was. Um, I would also, around this time, I started to lie a lot to get attention. Um, I learnt that, um, I learnt that if you had a sad story to tell, people were more likely to pay attention to you. Um, and I just started making up a lot of lies because I found that people would pay attention to me if I lied about things. And this became a massive, like, problem in my life. I just, I, I just wanted to fit in. I wanted to, to just be like the other kids. So I just lied about everything because I was ashamed of who I was. I was ashamed of what I was feeling. And I kind of already felt like I was living a lie. So I just kind of started making things up a lot like just I don't know just outlandish situations to get attention and um this just made me basically I was just living in fear and anxiety and I felt trapped all the time uh we'll take a quick break and I will come back and we're back right sorry just had to take a quick break um so yeah basically I just like I've said a lot, I felt very disconnected from who I was and I didn't really understand how to fit in. And in high school, I started to self-harm because I just wanted a way for the pain to stop. Like everything was kind of building up and becoming unmanageable. I had all these lies that I was telling to people to kind of try and make friends and I didn't feel like being myself would ever be accepted so I was kind of like living a lie to people at school I was living a lie to my parents because I wasn't telling them what was really going on and just in myself I felt like I was living a lie in my body in my emotions and I just wanted to understand why was I so different and why did nobody understand what I was going through I mean obviously I wasn't talking about it but surely You know, I just, I've never felt so alone in my life than I did as a teenager. Um, So I started self-harming. I started cutting myself. I started self-medicating with alcohol. 
And let me tell you, the first time I ever picked up a drink of alcohol, it was like, it made every single bad thing go away. And I very quickly started to rely on alcohol to numb out my feelings, my feelings of shame, my feelings of just being different. I found that when I drank, it took all the pain away and it numbed the intensity of my life. Uh, Same with self-harming. I wasn't really doing it to get attention. I was literally doing it to get rid of the emotional pain. I found uh, the more I cut myself, the less pain I felt, uh, which kind of, you know, obviously I felt physical pain from the cutting, but yeah. (laughs) Does that make sense? Excuse me. Uh, So this kind of continued. I, I actually changed schools in year 11 and 12, and I went to a public school Um, which was very scary, it was a big change, but I felt instantly more free. I felt like I could actually make friends with people, I felt more comfortable being myself. Um, I kind of researched what being a lesbian meant and I I connected with that and I thought, right, well, if you're already going to be teased for who you are, you might as well just be who you are (laughs) because... It's better than trying to fit in with everybody else because obviously that hasn't worked up until this time. So year 11 and 12, I started, I I cut all my hair off. I kind of like revamped my image. I found that I made a lot of friends with other people that also felt different or, you know, the kind of like the misfits and the oddballs of of school. Um, I don't know if they thought of themselves like that, but I kind of felt like I'd found some friends, um, which was nice, but still, I, I didn't like being at school, I didn't like any kind of attention being on me, particularly with public speaking, I, I would refuse to do speaking assignments at school, I actually almost failed year 12 because I refused to do my English, uh, speaking assessment, um, and I started bringing alcohol to school. I would bring it to school in a clear plastic bottle and then I would go to the canteen and get orange juice and, and mix in <laughs> with with my um with my alcohol. Um because alcohol was the only way that I could feel any kind of normalcy in my life. Um and so I eventually finished finished high school. I was then excited because I was going to be turning 18 the year after high school and that kind of meant more freedom. It meant basically that I could buy alcohol whenever I wanted, which had become my main coping mechanism. Um, And I went to uni. I really wanted to study because I did like study. Um, I just didn't like school and I didn't like other people at school. But I really struggled at uni. I found that I couldn't concentrate and I found that my emotions and my mental anguish, I thought it would stop when I left school, but it actually just continued to get worse, and I was very afraid of a lot of things. I was afraid of what path to choose in life. I was afraid of my overwhelming emotions, and really I just reveled in the freedom of not having to be at school, and people weren't telling me what to do, and 
I was afraid, you know, of what was expected of me from my family or society, but I just really wanted to have a good time and have fun. So after high school and into adulthood, it was a very wild time. I had very little self-respect. I had basically no boundaries. Um, I was a chameleon. I would change who I was or what I liked based on the people around me because I learned that to adapt um, in life. I, I just tried to be like other people to fit in. You know, I just wanted to fit in all the time. I let other people define me. I was living by this time in very active addiction with alcohol and still self-harming a lot. Um, I basically didn't want a relationship with my parents, even though I still live with them. I just felt like they could never understand me. And, you know, if, if I was such a good person as they had brought me up to believe that I was, why, why was I feeling all this pain and negativity all the time? So I was very angry at them. Um, obviously now I know it wasn't their fault and I also was not informing them of any of the things that I had been going through or struggling with. I just didn't know how to talk about it. And all that mattered to me was not being in pain, was that next drink, was another relationship, was attention and validation from people because I thought that's what life was about. I don't know, it was a very skewed perspective. Really, I, I knew that this wasn't me. I knew that I wasn't living my best life or my true self. But I was so far removed from my own desires and dreams and purposes. Um, I was very internally focused. I had tunnel vision on my pain and on my emotions and mental anguish and just body dysphoria and dysmorphia and feeling like I was intrinsically wrong as a human being. I, I honestly truly believe that. I believe that I was wrong and I believe that I shouldn't exist. I didn't want to exist because my reality was so painful that just existing and waking up was hard. So let alone trying to live a life, have a job, study, none of that mattered to me. Um, so I spent a lot of years drowning in self-pity, depression, self-harm, and not wanting to be alive. Um, I deserved that I, I, I believed that I deserved to be punished for being alive because I believed that I was a bad person. So every time a negative thing would happen, I would, I would kind of just accept it and say, okay, well, I'm, this is just who I am and this is what I deserve. Um, I, I also, at this time, I always tried to attempt to better myself but it never really lasted very long I, I became a serial relationship jumper I was defined by my own doubt and my fear and I really had no idea of who I was and what I wanted um, because it was just so lost in these years of feeling alone and different and wrong and horrible um, I I was really not a very nice person. I really just lived for myself to feel any kind of sense of satisfaction or, or okayness. And I, I wasn't nice. I, I cheated on people. I 
I hurt a lot of really nice people, um, particularly my partners that I had from the ages of, I would say, 16 to 25. <laughs> um, I And I, I feel really horrible about that because all of my partners were really lovely people and they were also dealing with their life and trying to be an adult and you know all the things that came along with it and I I was not a good partner and I recognize that now and um I just got into a lot of bad relationships I was around a lot of bad situations I was compromising my values I was ignoring my intuition because I wanted to ignore me because I believed that I was intrinsically bad Deep down, underneath all of that, I wanted a real relationship. I wanted to help people and I wanted to feel okay in my own skin. I felt so lost and so alone. I didn't know how to communicate. I had no concept of communicating and I just felt like a burden. So all of my interactions with life or things that I thought or believed was coming from that place of, I am a burden. It wasn't really until I was literally done, you know, done with the alcoholism and done with consistently being high every day and just really not wanting to be alive, that I kind of knew that I I had to change. And it's not like I hadn't tried to change over the years. Of course I had. I'd been to many counsellors. I'd been to group therapies. I'd been to several rehabs. I had tried a lot of things. It's not like I had not tried (laughs) to get out of this mindset, out of this place. But I just, I was really at a place where I, I had no idea who I was and I didn't know how to find myself. I didn't know... I had no concept of transgender being a thing. I had no concept of the fact that I could potentially have ADHD, autism, or both. I didn't know, like, and people in my life didn't know that either. Um, so I'm, I'm not ever annoyed at people or angry at anyone because everyone in my life was doing the best that they knew how to with the information that they had at the time. So, living was just too fucking painful, to be honest. Um, And it wasn't until a really big relationship breakup uh, with someone that I'd been with for four to five years that I really knew that I had to look at myself and I had to take action and accountability. And this was only a few years ago. I'm talking three years ago maybe and I realized that the excuses that I had been living by were not serving me so I began to really delve into self-development and try and understand who I am and just put everything else on hold for a while to discover who I was as a person and when I did that it was very scary (laughs) I discovered that I was actually a trans man and 
that that contributed to a lot of why I had been struggling the way I had been struggling and I took the road of accepting that and accepting that part of myself it was kind of like a light bulb went on I was like wow that would make so much sense and that was one of the things that helped to change my life was discovering that I was trans and that I wanted to transition genders to make my body reflect who I really was and I guess I wanted to share my story um, in the hopes that potentially other people that have had similar experiences could maybe understand the warning signs behind it, um, the kind of feelings and thoughts that, that I struggle with, and also the fact that I was neurodiverse this whole time, that I actually was struggling with undiagnosed ADHD, contributes to a lot of those symptoms and that aloneness and isolation and pain that I felt. Um, so very briefly, I guess, well not very briefly, I just wanted to share some of the most important aspects of my life that maybe not a lot of people know, um, how much I struggled and why these things are so important to talk about. I don't talk about them to boost myself up and to say, look how terrible my life was, it was so horrible. I literally share my story in the hopes that other people who have had similar situations and experiences can then feel empowered to reach out and start to discover their true self and to always have hope that no matter how bad your life may have seemed that you can always find answers and that you are not alone. Um, so I guess that is a massive reason why I am speaking on this podcast, why I'm sharing my story, is to... I'm, I'm very different now than who I was. And... Sometimes we only see the things that are on social media that people want to show. But I wanted to provide a backstory and kind of like a, a foundation for the podcast moving forward because obviously I'm going to touch on more of these topics in depth um, in relation to ADHD, going into uh, deeper dives about what body dysphoria, gender dysphoria... Um, felt like and and was like for me but just in a broad spectrum these were situations and perspectives that I had of my life that I I didn't know um were perhaps attributed to neurodiversity and being trans so I guess that's it for today's episode um thank you for listening to my very raw and real discussion around my upbringing and I hope that it hasn't left you feeling (laughs) too downhearted or triggered or anything um I my main aim in sharing is literally just to help and inspire other people and um if you are 
if you if you can relate to any of these things, um, please feel free to reach out. Feel free to message me on my Instagram. Um, feel free to get in contact. I really would love to start a conversation and a discussion and and hear your stories and and your versions. Um, next week will be a very different topic, but I really just wanted to lay groundwork and give the backstory behind why this these topics are so important to me because it it was my life and it was hard and it was a struggle but it all happened and I can see now how that has helped me become the person that I am now and how working through those struggles have allowed me to become the person that I am today So I hope that you have an amazing week. I hope that you make good choices. And thank you so much for joining me. I will speak to you again soon. Bye.